0: Blood Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Home Green Homes podcast. I am Izumi Tanaka, a green realtor and a lead green associate in Los Angeles, and the host of the show. Today's guest is Stuart Cooley. Stuart is a professor of renewable energies at Santa Monica College and the lead faculty of sustainable technologies program where he teaches courses in solar energy and storage, energy efficiency, lighting, and sustainability. He has 30 plus years of experience with consulting, engineering, um, utility management, and municipal programs before his 10 years in academia. He has a master's degree in mechanical engineering from University of Hawaii with a certificate in renewable energy engineering. And a bachelor's degree in physical science from University of Maryland College Park. And Stewart and his wife Dee Dee are in the process of remodeling their home right now, here in Mar Vista, to create a greener home. So we will start our conversation with Stewart. Thank you so much, Stuart, for your time.
1: Thank you. How you are, are me? you? Happy to be here.
0: I'm doing <laughs> Good. great. Thank you. Great. So, well, we'll just test a little bit about what you do at Santa Monica College. Uh, If you can tell me uh, what classes you're teaching at Santa Monica College.
1: Well, I'm teaching the solar photovoltaic installation classes, and that includes Mm. installation, design, and then we have a separate sales class. In fact, one starting soon, if I can put in a plug Mm. for that. I also I teach the energy efficiency courses and building science courses, and together they form certificate programs for our overall sustainable technologies programs. Um, and as an aside, I do some LEED training. So I teach for uh, the LEED Green Associate. I believe you said you have that uh, certification, uh-huh. or sorry, accreditation already. And um, that's a class that I sort of teach on an uh, as-needed basis as people express interest. So those are the three areas I teach in
0: most. Yeah. So that that sounds fairly technical. Um, Who are the kind of people uh, that take your classes?
1: The people that take my classes, I have a, a pretty diverse mix, especially with ages, for example. As a community Mm. college professor, and since these are courses that lead to credit in community college, we get the 20-somethings group, but we also have, I would say, almost 40% of the classes uh, have students that are either returning students, so they can be people already in a professional career looking to come back and add a skill set or maybe even considering Mm. a new career in this area. And so they tend to be in the age range of 30 to 60. And then because we are a fairly diverse college um, for Spanish uh, uh, language serving uh, community, we have uh, Latino, African-American, Asian-American, white, um, international students. So it's a really Mm -hmm. fun and diverse mix of students from all uh, ages and all places.
0: Now, it it how long have you been teaching this, or have how how long have has the department or um, this course existed at Santa Monica College? I wasn't even aware of it. I, I live a few blocks away from Santa Monica College, one of the campuses.
1: Yes, uh, that's probably a function of my uh, need to be a better marketer. Um, we've been here <laughs> for almost nine years. <laughs> Uh, For nine years, uh, we've had the program. I was the first full-time employee uh, brought in. Mm. We taught it part-time for a year or two as we built the program up. And now we have Mm. a pretty good core program. Uh, Included in the sustainable technologies is recycling and resource management. I don't teach those courses. We have professionals in the field that teach those as adjunct faculty. So it's a good rounded oh, sustainability curriculum that we have here. Mm. But it's been going right. back nine
0: years. Wow. So over the nine years, would you say that the interest in sustainability in general have increased or have, has there been more demand in courses such as the ones that you are teaching?
1: Um, I would say that uh, in terms of our class size, uh, I haven't seen too much. We've seen an uptick recently, which is great, and I think that's a function mm-hmm. of a lot of the laws that have passed and upcoming mm-hmm. legislation requiring net-zero homes, for example. Um, right. What we are seeing, too, is a lot of changes in the technologies. Uh, I started right. teaching as a solar solar course primarily to put solar on rooftops for grid-tied systems but we're seeing a lot more interest in battery technology, for example. Mm. So there's a Mm -hmm. lot of things that are changing and I'm happy to say that our program changes with the tides of the green building movement and Mm -hmm. sustainability in general.
0: Well, that's really good to know. And so, as I mentioned, um, you and your wife are now taking on this project, right, of uh, remodeling your home. Um, can you tell me about that? What, um, what is your objective? What, what are you trying to achieve with your home? Maybe you can tell me a little bit about the existing home first.
1: Um, sure. So um, we were lucky enough as a couple to buy a home in the West L.A. area. Uh, we bought, mm-hmm. luckily, at the bottom of the market in 2012. It's a 1,200-square-foot mm-hmm. building with a little outbuilding behind it. And we want to upgrade the main structure, the 1,200 square feet. And mm-hmm. we were trying to meet a couple needs. One is that uh, uh, I wanted to practice what I preach and put solar on the building, change it up, make it energy efficiency, upgrade systems. And now with the net zero rules, I'm taking it a step further, and I'd like to retrofit it to be net zero, even though there's mm-hmm. no requirement for me to do so necessarily. Right. Um, You know, I was trying to do it ahead of time, ahead of schedule, but at this point, we've just gotten the permit in, so we don't have to, but we will be uh, building it to higher standards. A second Mm -hmm. thing that's driving us is Dee Dee watches a lot of HGTV, and I'm not sure how many of your (laughs) listeners are big fans of that, but that does tend to have an effect on people, making them think they should be making changes. Uh, Building, Mm -hmm. you know, out when they can. And so we also wanted to increase the size, uh, go up a floor and sort of match some of the other homes changes that are happening in our neighborhood. We don't want to be the smallest house on the block. We don't want (laughs) to be the largest, but we do want to be in keeping with sort of the modernization movement uh, um, Mm -hmm. in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So that was our original plan, but as many people in the uh, L.A. market who are looking to rebuild find, it's an expensive proposition. Mm
0: -hmm. So we
1: scaled back the project, and uh, we're moving forward now with um, just modernizing the 1,200 square feet that we have, uh, making it much more efficient. And in retrospect, I think that's a good thing. Because it's just Mm -hmm. the two of us, we don't really need all that much more space so right. we're looking to just have it match the, you know, the flavor of the neighborhood, but with a little bit of a sustainability element in there that people don't usually see. So right, that's So
0: let's go. thank you, thank you for sharing that. Um, I I'm really looking forward to the progress that you make with this project. But may let's let's break it down a little bit. So when you guys decided that you want to to make your house quote unquote greener um, by doing some of those uh, things that you mentioned, Uh, where, what, what was the first step that you took? Well,
1: the first step is um, when I, when we purchased the property, I think we kind of had in mind that we were eventually going to make improvements to it. Um, Mm -hmm. I built In um, some software, actually, I think HGTV sponsored the software. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This isn't a plug for HGTV. I didn't mean it to be. But uh, the software is easy to uh, build from a plan view of the building. You can build a 3D Mm. model and visualize the changes you make to the building. And that's something Mm. that I teach in my classes in building science, the value of a Mm. building energy model or building simulation mm-hmm. model, as they're sometimes called, is key to being able to um, design and um, measure the efficiency improvements of the structure and of the systems that you put into it. So that was a mm. first step that
0: sort of got us going in the right direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I I think you did mention to me before that you hired an architect, Correct. Yes. Well, So after
1: initial thoughts, we realized that, well, I'm not an architect. I can't submit that. So we hired an architect that um, I had known from my days at working with the city of Santa Monica. Um, his name is Kyle Moss. I don't think he'll mind me sharing his, his name. Um, I had a good chance to meet him when I attended a green building, uh, home tour and Kyle was mm. generous enough. He had just re- uh, retrofitted his home and he retrofitted it to meet the lead platinum standards. So, so I got a chance to meet him, to walk through the home and then act as a docent for the tours because I was with the city and we were trying to help out the people that had volunteered their homes for this green Mm -hmm. building showcase. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when Kyle realized that I could answer some of the technical questions about his home that he couldn't, um, I think he'll he'll be okay with me saying that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we found that there was some bonding there. I'm an engineer, he's an architect. We both had a great mm. appreciation for the systems and choices he made, and mm-hmm. we, I was able to speak to a number of them to the people on the home tour. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's that was a plus, and you know we've been friends since, and um, and now I'm hiring him for his professional services. So he put together Mm -hmm. a great design that looks great as well as meets a lot of, you know, almost all of the green or sustainable features that I was hoping to build into the house. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I said, sadly, we couldn't go with that first design. We're going down with a scaled down design.
0: Mm. So can you mention some of the green features that you are going to um, integrate into your new home?
1: Yes, I can. Um, the first one has to do with the building envelope, uh, as everyone knows Mm -hmm. or should know the form of the building will inform the energy use of the building. And, Mm. uh, the home was a hip roof. We're looking, we were looking to change it to gabled, a gabled roof Mm. gives you, gives you more surface area for solar. And then Mm -hmm. from that gable, I, I don't even know the right word to describe it. We're going to offset the gable so there's a clear story window uh, running along the ridge of that gabled roof, if you will, that will allow Mm -hmm. light in from the north side, and then it will allow for a larger roof area for, again, solar facing to the south. It's a very Mm -hmm. simple design change. You've seen Mm -hmm. these elements on many homes, you know, mostly modern, more modern-looking homes. But that Mm -hmm. simple design change both allows you natural ventilation with operable windows at the top, allows you daylighting, which can reduce your energy use during the day, and it allows you a large surface area for the solar to meet the electrical Mm -hmm. needs of the home that a hip roof, the hip roof that we had, was somewhat limited in terms of how much solar we could put on the roof. So it gives us a lot of flexibility. And that is just one feature of the home. Mm-hmm. Shall we go on?
0: Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. So,
1: <laughs> well, as an engineer, I am focusing on the energy systems as well. So lighting, of course, will be using LED lighting, light emitting diodes or what's also known as solid state lighting. Um, as I believe you mentioned, I teach in that area. There are a number of mm-hmm. great new opportunities that LED technology allows for different form factors. I don't know that we're going to do anything very exotic. We might do some cove lighting to line that same stretch that's uh, where the daylighting is so that at night Mm -hmm. we can have light coming from the same location in the ceiling. Mm -hmm. But we're also going to have down lights that are LED. But then a lot of the energy savings that we're hoping to find and comfort improvements in the home are going to be with the HVAC system. So we're looking at, some rather novel systems we haven't even uh decided exactly which one yet but um in working with some experts locally we're looking at some systems that will have basically a lower flow but a longer or more continuous operation of airflow in and out of the building Mm -hmm. and it would be Mm -hmm. tied to the natural ventilation system so that you wouldn't be overventilating unnecessarily with uh, mechanical or forced ventilation if the natural ventilation is doing the job. But at any point where the air temperature outside requires it, you could change over to a uh, the system that would be much more efficient in terms of lower airflow to all of the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, it's a rather novel system. For those interested, they can feel free to contact me it won't be sure. your everyday air conditioner and heater, that's for sure. Mm. Does,
0: that, does that include a ducting?
1: Yes, that the duct system? systems would not – yeah, it will require ducting, but it will be much smaller uh, diameter um, mm. circular ducts that are only four inches in diameter, and because it's continuous flow to all rooms, um, wow. it will be at much lower flow. It'll allow for mm-hmm. more complete uh, filtration, and mm-hmm. um, you'll have the opportunity to recover heat as necessary um, uh, through a heat recovery ventilator. So that's mm-hmm. the other unit or part of it that you can research, mm-hmm. heat recovery mm-hmm. ventilation.
0: Heat recovery ventilation, yeah. Right. Okay, and what else?
1: Well, um, on the water side, we're very much concerned about water use in California. We have mm-hmm. these, um, I believe the brand name is Hog. They're rain barrels that essentially are have a smaller form factor that fit flatter against the side of the house. And it recovers mm. any rain that occurs so that you can retain it for some, uh, a matter of time and then drip, irrigate your yard your landscaping, mm-hmm. which would probably be drought tolerant. We don't get a whole mm-hmm. lot of rain. So these mm-hmm. barrels are going to collect the rain that we do get and meet it out um, slowly to the the garden area that we have. We don't have mm-hmm. a whole lot of landscaping. We certainly don't have a big yard. We're going to go mm-hmm. primarily with local plants, but there will be some need for irrigation um, for those of plants that require a little bit more water
0: right right so this is all exciting I am I'm I'm really looking forward to observing this process with you Um, and so where are you in the process now what stage are you
1: well we've just um, revised the plans and they're going out for that second bid process and we've gotten some preliminary Mm. estimates And so Mm -hmm. now they're at least in our um, (laughs) price range, which we're very Mm -hmm. happy that we can move forward with a more Mm -hmm. affordable um, strategy. And I think Mm -hmm. it's going to, again, going to be for the best because we really don't need the big homes around here. I don't think people are having families with five and six children. So the (laughs) five-bedroom homes for the two and three people that are living there, it's a little bit of, you know, it's counter the ideas of sustainability. We should be building just what we need and not a whole lot more. Right,
0: right, right. And so, well, you did mention that the first round of the bidding came out to be much higher than you expected. Um, So other than that, that was the bids from the contractors, correct? Correct. So my questions to you would be, number one, is it hard or was it hard to find the contractors who were uh, knowledgeable enough or familiar enough with the type of construction that you were about to do? And um, and then the, the cost you were saying was uh, prohibitive. Is that the case? If you can address those two points.
1: Right. Well, the cost, yes, those are good questions. And the cost prohibitiveness was not a function of the desire to build green. What I think we're Mm. seeing is Mm. the market is so uh, busy right now that contractors Mm. feel they can charge what they will. Um, The fact that the bids came in, it has always surprised me that a remodel, the price for a remodel here can buy you two or three mansions in many (laughs) states of the United
0: States. (laughs) So it's always been a
1: puzzle to me that why Mm -hmm. don't some of those Builders come to California and build more affordably. But I think because of the flipping market and Mm -hmm. things like that, uh, contractors, they do the math and they look at the zip code and they decide what the market will bear. And so
0: Mm. capitalism being what
1: it is, contractors are asking for top dollar. Many of them deserve it. And the ones Mm -hmm. we talked to were quality Mm -hmm. builders. Um, Mm -hmm. They certainly could speak the language of sustainability uh, mm-hmm. to some extent, but they weren't advocating it or pushing it or even I would say anxious to be doing it because it oh, is outside that's of the wheelhouse. Yeah. I mm. think there's so much building and the need to do it quickly is the thinking. Mm-hmm. They don't want to take the time that sometimes it takes to get it permitted. For example, when we mm. went to permit, it wasn't an easy process, for our architects to describe the systems that we were talking about and make it clear to the uh, planner just why it was that advantageous to do it. So we're, you know, we talk about being green is a little bit like what Kermit the frog says. Is it easy to be green? Is it easy to (laughs) be green? Um, And I think that's true. I think it's going to take a while for the, you know, the, Uh, permit offices to catch up with all of the different technologies that they may be presented with and to be Mm -hmm. able to answer quickly questions. I think it's going to take a while for um, generally all architects and contractors to become familiar with these newer and slightly different systems. They don't necessarily put a priority on the quality of the build. So things that are required by code They're still getting used to things like quality, insulation, installation, if you've heard of that expression Mm -hmm.
0: before. QII,
1: Uh as it's known, requires that insulation be placed with no more gap in it than a half inch in the quality Mm -hmm. in terms of its installation. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you that I'm sure there are builders still today, you know, putting the lowest paid person on the job of very quickly installing insulation so that they can get the drywall up and move forward. And that isn't always done the best way. Those Mm -hmm. simple uh, errors in building can lead to Mm -hmm. big energy differences in energy use in the building. So I like to take the time to do this right. We're trying to do that, but it does take a little more time. And I think some of the cost may be rolled into that as sort of a risk Mitigation on the part of the contractors. They're not quite sure how long things are going to take, so they keep that bid up high, and they're not uh, very aggressive with lower mm. bids in the case of a green build. So
0: that's an opinion, really not a fact, but,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's something to consider.
0: Yeah, so you said that it wasn't the, the higher bids, the higher-than-expected bids were not the function of The building green per se, but it has to do with some time factors, with of going through the permit process.
1: um, Time, not so much. I think it's just again the what the market will bear is why they're putting the prices Mm -hmm. where they are. I think there's Mm -hmm. certainly everyone would agree there's a price premium in the LA market, Mm -hmm. and um, I think that will continue. I've even had Mm -hmm. the builders tell me you might want to wait for the market correction to take place. And I'm like, what market correction? (laughs) They're (laughs) thinking that there may be a little bit of a real estate bubble going on right now.
0: Mm -hmm. And we may, Mm -hmm.
1: you know, any talk of recessions that you've been hearing um, some of them are predicting them in the next year or so. So I've actually Mm -hmm. been advised you might want to wait, um, I don't speculate on that. We've waited long enough, and I want to move forward with this project. Um, mm-hmm. But because of that, I may be paying a little bit more than I probably have to um, mm. Should I, if I had the opportunity to wait.
0: Yeah. Well, as you, you and I know, there's no crystal ball about that, even though there's a lot of speculation. So, But I, I appreciate the fact that you are really determined to make your home greener. <laughs> yeah Thank so
1: that's you. I mean I've yeah. been waiting my whole life Azumi for this is what I feel yeah, um,
0: yeah. I had
1: purchased a home only once before in my life but um,
0: mm. had to
1: sell it uh, quickly for because uh, I mm-hmm. moved and um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: haven't really gotten back into the market and then we had yeah. plans to do changes for some time but mm-hmm. I think it's more on me yeah. those initial delays because, Mm. you know, there's so many different things I wanted to put into the green building to have them Mm. all sorted out and then to move forward with them. Took a little time for me to make that decision. But once I had the architect on board, time is money and we moved rather quickly once that took place. So I encourage people Mm. who are thinking about doing a green rebuild that, you know, it's okay. Just start, start the process because Mm. it will, you know, grow its own legs This is a great time to be building. There's a lot of interest in the area. Um, There are incentives with the government. Um, For example, the tax credit of 30% Mm -hmm. on the solar on the roof, that's going to tick down after January, but only to 26%. So that's still, you know, pretty penny back to the people that make that investment in solar on the roof. So a lot of reasons to be building green
0: yeah i i agree i think I think you are the uh, role model of uh doing this whole thing and I am so excited and um like I said, I really look forward to tracking your process of this this remodel project. <laughs> So, so as you mentioned earlier, if people want to know more about your class or um, uh, some of the knowledge that you may have to share, how do people find you other than coming to your classes? I'm sure we can all sign up at your, you know, in one of your classes, but is there a good place that people can find you, Stuart?
1: Um, yes, we have a, a website for a sustainable technologies program. I can tell it to mm-hmm. you. It's actually very short. So it's just mm-hmm. www.smc.edu and then slash /stp for sustainable technology program. So it's just nine letters long. smc.edu/stp. Oh, wow. <laughs> um and okay. then that's a good way STP. to lead in. I believe my mm-hmm. I believe my phone number is available there. I welcome phone calls uh with questions on the program um and I really encourage people to learn as much as they can. The Green Mm -hmm. New Deal, I think, is a a thing that's going to be coming very soon to the whole nation, not just California, which has been the leader. Um, Mm -hmm. I love to to tell my students and remind them that they are at the, you know, epicenter of this earthquake movement towards green building, living in and near Santa Monica uh, in Mm -hmm. California you're seeing a lot of things happen here first. So it's a great thing to learn here. And then you can take your show on the road. The right. skills we teach in solar can work anywhere in the world. And that's what I encourage my students to know and, you know, consider as they move forward. It really opens a lot of doors. Yeah.
0: Well, as a matter of fact, I may sign up one, at one of your classes. <laughs>
1: Well, that would be well, great, Azumi. as I didn't
0: – Yeah.
1: Oh, we're running out of time? Okay.
0: Um, no, we have one more minute.
1: <laughs> well, I was just going to say that um, don't let people think it's just college kids that are in their, tw- you know, teens and 20s here. Uh, I've had mm-hmm. two uh, lawyers take the course. I've had a mechanical engineer, mm-hmm. civil engineer, electrical engineer – I've had uh, those with design experience. I've had a vice president of a solar company take my solar class. I've had consultants in the energy take my class. Um, I just share all the knowledge of 30 years in the energy industry and eight years with utilities. And people really appreciate the diversity of knowledge that I can bring and questions I can answer for them. And we have a lot of fun in the class. It's not Don't let the idea of school scare people.
0: Well, because you are a lot of fun to hang out with. <laughs> so, thank well, thank you so much again for your time, uh, Stuart. This is so informative and educational. Thank you so much. Again, well, thank you for the Home Opportunity. Green Homes. Oh, you're welcome. This okay. was Home Green Homes podcast. I, I am Izumi Tanaka, a green realtor. You can find me at homegreenhomes.com. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time. Bye-bye.